This podcast episode is brought to you by the Outcomes Rocket Network, where you get your healthcare insights from the most inspiring healthcare podcasters. Welcome to the Memora Healthcare Delivery Podcast. Through conversations with industry leaders and innovators, we uncover ways to simplify how patients and care teams navigate complex care delivery. Hey, everybody, this is Vanov here from Memora Health. Really excited to have Brad Kruger from Advocate Aurora here as a guest today. Brad, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Excited yeah. to be here. Awesome. So, you know, you're in a, a pretty interesting role, a, a chief experience role with Advocate Aurora, which is one that's starting to appear in healthcare and is relatively new. So would love to, to maybe just get the quick introduction for the audience on the work that you do and, and maybe hearing a little bit about your background. Thanks. Yeah, like you said, exciting times, uh, especially as the consumer customer piece comes into healthcare more, more and more and how to use the uh, voice that voice of the customer to redesign healthcare, re- redesign care pathways to better meet the needs of each and every patient, you know, individualized and personalized care. And how do we do that effectively and efficiently across the organization each and every time? So that's, again, the, the challenge and the excitement. I'm lucky enough to be in the role of uh, system vice president for patient experience again, an advocate Aurora overseeing the experience that patients have in the clinical care arena, whether that's virtually or or face to face within the four within the four walls across twenty six hospitals and five hundred clinics. So some of my background, yeah, it's just an interesting path I've had, I think, of, you know, and to and to get here, but very excited to have this opportunity. Yeah, no, that's that's wonderful and. You know, it feels as if the world of of patient experience has never been as exciting as it is present day. And, you know, part of that is is obviously because of new technologies that have come to life. Part of it is because of, uh, you know, regulatory changes. Part of it is because of just the, the state of the healthcare system in the United States. What are some of the the really kind of interesting trends that maybe you've seen? Because you've you've obviously been in this space for a while. So what are some of the trends that you've taken away from how patient experience has evolved over the past several years and, and maybe just what makes right now so exciting? Yeah, I have uh, not to uh, not to say my age at all, but 20 plus years of clinical and hospital operations behind me and I've seen patient experience evolve a lot over time, going way, way back um, when it was uh, the first thing, when, it's when you used to hand out a paper a survey to patients when they were just leaving the office, um, along with a pre-stamped envelope, and ask them to fill it out and send in. And then, over time, the regulatory component for Medicare and Medicaid, with the cap surveys and payments tied to uh, to that, and then now with all the um, opportunities to get really quick, fast, oftentimes frictionless feedback from patients, uh, quick, and then how to rapidly, uh, rapidly respond to each and every patient in an individualized and customized way. And that's probably one of the biggest things I've seen over time is that uh, the changes in the approach. We used to do things every patient, every time. And you would hear that almost as a mantra, and especially in the hospitals. Every single patient needs to have this done every single time. And then you start to see, well, that doesn't work for every patient every single time. In fact, groups of patients 
maybe those age 65 and above or 85 and above, they need something, they need something else in order to have an excellent experience, which includes not just the experience piece, but a high quality experience and a safe experience as as well. And then how do we measure that, the impact in real time? So we can adjust. I think in the past we used to mail out surveys then and you know, then like a month and a half, get the responses back and we would aggregate it and see where we're doing well and opportunities. And now just with the electronic and the tech, we can make adjustments in real time and affect the trajectory of that care pathway now. So that's the exciting part. Um, it's that speed and to be able to impact an outcome in real time. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I think that that's also like a, it's one of the, I think that evolution is something that Memora has obviously benefited a lot from which you and I had chatted about previously. And maybe related to that, you know, would love to get your perspective on in, in the role that you sit in, as you think about benchmarking, what experience looks like for the patient, what are the big kind of metrics or milestones that you're you're anchoring on, right? Are there certain, let's say, North stars that you have in your role around, hey, here's what we're going to benchmark that gives us a really good sense and feel for what our patient experience actually is? Yeah, that's an excellent question and one that we've seen evolve, at least within Advocate of World Health, we've seen evolve a lot in the pandemic. So for our True North, we have a True North measure, likelihood to recommend, and focusing on those top box. So measuring ourselves nationally against a top box score for likelihood to recommend. A lot of discussion around net promoter and um, at the end of the day fell on top box uh, to align with the way that Medicare CMS looks at patient experience, especially in the CAPS survey, and then also to help us focus our resources um, to help to drive all of those uh, uh, zeros through eights and to move them up into that nines and tens. So that's the true north. And then what we've seen was a significant, and this is our focus, uh, we used to focus on a lot of the questions on the surveys, a lot, like 30 some questions. Now in the pandemic, we really saw uh, that not just the key driver for likelihood to recommend is communication. In the pandemic, we saw from a safety and quality perspective that communication, uh, not just to patients, but to their family members, their friends, their support team, became hypercritical. Everything from status to visitation, you know, you go back in the pandemic and scale back vis- visitation, that communication, cha- the traditional communication channels really fell apart. So as an organization, we're focusing on communication, specifically doctors and nurses listen and explain. And we're seeing that with high communication scores, those top box, it drives all the other questions and results as well, include, including helping um, increase safety and quality outcomes. So that communication now is the is the focus. Yeah, no, that, that's super, super interesting. And, you know, I'll, I'll just... Not to go down a wormhole, but double click on that a little bit, just because obviously it's interesting, given the work that that Mabora does as well. As you think about what impacts that experience the most, obviously there's so many different places that even in your introduction, you mentioned your role has oversight of experience in the walls of the clinic and the hospital, experience around payments, experience around scheduling, experience around navigating an entire complex care plan or care journey, Right. How do you figure out how to prioritize those, right? So where do you figure out where to start focusing all of the 
let's say, new patient experience efforts around? Are there certain ones that you have found have a, a greater impact than others? Is it a very, very holistic approach that you've taken? What's your your methodology around prioritizing and, and ranking those? Yeah, that's, a, again, great great question. And we've seen that evolve, too, uh, as we get more and more feed, feedback in the past. So what happened was a couple of years back, we switched uh, to a electronic, a short, a very short e- electronic post-clinical survey that's delivered through a multi, multimodal cha- a channeled approach. So email, interactive voice response, and text. And it will cha- a channel through a patient's preferences until they find the one that's and that sticks. And what we saw was a significant increase in the feedback that we were receiving and a s- large increase in certain populations. So we saw in using that compared to our paper surveys, the electronic survey process, we saw a 300% increase from our, our persons of color. So we have a lot of new voices at the table. And what we saw was they're telling us different things that we needed to that we needed to improve. So what we noticed then was who wasn't a rating us top box, which groups and looking at the patterns there across the organization. And it was very interesting to see what we used to think was maybe it was a variable. Like we didn't know ahead of time, which patients were going to, if you will, score us high or score us low in patient experience. But we're seeing these patterns, whether you're on the South side of Chicago or Northern Wisconsin, if you're 85 and above being admitted to a, to a hospital from an emergency room, you're pretty much going to score bottom quartile across the board. So what? So knowing that, what do we need to do differently for that subset of patients and how do we utilize technology to connect all of the dots? And as we talked prior with, uh, with uh, I mean, that's where I see like Memora having that connectivity across all these different touch points that in the past, they, they were maybe not quite as c- connected. Yeah, no, absolutely. It completely makes sense. And it, you know, something that we also on our, you know, product and our, our care delivery teams spend a lot of time doing research around is how do you build continuity to make it so that a patient doesn't necessarily think about every single one of those components as a distinct part of an episode. They just think of it as one continuum where they've consistently had touch points. So that that makes a lot of sense. Maybe related to that, you know, the and kind of tying back to to one of the first questions that I asked you, the, the concept of, you know, even having roles that focus exclusively on patient experience is relatively new in healthcare. And the amount of investment that's happening in patient experience now is higher than it's ever been. And related to that, I think we've heard from a lot of systems that it's no surprise that healthcare doesn't have the best experiences for their patients. And and a lot of people will look to other industries kind of for inspiration on what makes for a really good consumer experience. So it'd be great to get your perspective on on what other industries you look to or are there particular organizations that you look to that that you think have really done an exceptional job around that broader concept of consumer experience that give you inspiration in, in work that you do at Advocate Aurora? Yeah, I think that's, yeah, from a tech standpoint, I would say, you know, some of those larger, like the M- Amazons, where they uh, sell and they re- remember. So they know preferences. And, you know, in Amazon, where they push the products for healthcare, how could we predictively create an experience for a patient just given their history that, you know, that that would be excellent to be able to implement, I would say, the banking industry because of the the regulatory component. 
you know, HIPAA doesn't cover just uh, just and just healthcare. It covers the banking industry as um, as um, as well. So, how to uh, gain that uh, customer experience flow from a digital standpoint, as well as the in person, coupled with the regulatory environment, given that we're that we both need to follow HIPAA. Yeah, they they give me a, a lot of insight and airlines <laughs> does as well. Maybe a little bit different insight now than it was maybe a year or two ago, but uh, still insight nonetheless and how to handle all that uh, feedback that's com- coming in quickly and be able to act on, on it, especially from a scheduling standpoint. And I think that that's where we've seen uh, we can do a better opportunity in healthcare, how to use that feedback that we get from an individual and reshape their care pathway using it. And I, you've probably seen this too in your journey. And it's that push-pull between safety and consistency and individualized and personalized care. And you know, in the past, I think healthcare felt fell on that consistency standpoint, do the same thing for everybody. And in order to uh, to achieve an outcome, and what we're seeing that that doesn't work for all patients, and for and for some, it actually creates unsafe episodes. And when you layer in race, ethnicity, economic status, uh, you can see people on the tips and tails of that fallout. So, how do we individualize and personalize care and build the, and build that workflow? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So, I know that we're we're coming up on time here, and. Maybe the one thing that it'd be helpful to to get your perspective on is obviously, you know, you've been in healthcare for for quite some time and have seen the evolution that it's gone through. And as we were chatting right before this, one thing that you mentioned is it still feels like we're just in the early innings of where healthcare actually needs to go and what it's going to accomplish as an industry over the next next couple of years. What are the things that kind of excite you the most about where the industry is right now and, and excites you the most around all of the work that's happening. Are there any really big trends that you're noticing that that kind of excite you every single day for the work that you do? Are there particular initiatives, even at Advocate Aurora, that have gotten you really, really excited? Yeah, I think that being able to quickly, so all of the new listening stations that are out there and knowing when a patient is beginning to go, if you will, a downward a cycle, whether whether that's with experience or from a quality safety standpoint, and then how to adjust quickly and how to reach out to them to get them, if you will, back on track or to help them get the resources that they need for their care. I'll just use one quick quick example: being connected through text. If patients discharge from a hospital, and they were prescribed certain medications for their heart failure. Um, in the past, hopefully, somebody would call after a certain period of time, check in, make and check to see how they're doing. Now oh, we're able to quickly check: did they get that script filled? And we're able to monitor that. And if they did not, find out why. If it's a fin- financial reason, well, there's lots of resources in the community that we can help get their script filled, making sure that they're taking their medication, and then to monitor then their and their weight any symptoms that may arise and try to prevent, let's say, re-emission. But that speed, speed and the connectivity excite me. And then also, I I think the move, uh, patients are feeling more and more comfortable sharing their experiences on social media. So that's always, that, and I always find that to be a challenge too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So how to make sure that they're sharing positive stories out there with the world and to monitor. And if they aren't, uh, how do we quickly step in 
rec- and reconcile the re and the relationship and get things back on track. So we have that ability now. In the past, we did. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's that's awesome. And it's it's just so fascinating to start seeing how healthcare is becoming so much more kind of intrinsically involved in all these other components of people's lives and tools that they use. Awesome. So on on that note, you know, Brad, we'll let you go. Really, really helpful perspective, even for me to hear. And for what it's worth, to some degree, kind of preaching to the choir around a lot of the patient experience work that that you all are doing and that Memora is doing and uh, excited to, to hopefully have you on again soon. Yeah. Thank you again for the opportunity. Looking forward to partnering in the future. Thanks for listening to the Memora Health Care Delivery Podcast. For more ideas on simplifying complex care for care teams and patients, visit memorahealth.com. This episode was brought to you by the Outcomes Rocket Network. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure you leave us a rating and review, subscribe, and let us know what you're looking for.